Ramil, I'll start with you. I know Pfizer is on your radar very closely. You have some detailed notes on Pfizer. Um, where does Pfizer fall in the big world of pharma? Uh, you have, a, I think, a neutral, right? Is it doing well so far? Yeah, we have a neutral rating on it. We were buy rated early in the year. The stock had a pretty good run, given the excitement around the COVID vaccine and what that could mean mm -hmm. for the company. We, we went to neutral just more because we thought it got a little bit overdone, the hype around the booster, and that this would stay more of a kind of per into perpetuity. A revenue stream we think is more of a shorter term. Revenue streams are obviously a very important stream for them, $33 billion in sales expected this year. We expect more over the next several years, but, but not enough to get us excited for the company overall now at this level, given they do have the major patent cliff issues in later part of the decade when a number of their key growth drivers are going to lose patent protection. So we want to see a little bit more from the pipeline, maybe a little bit more clarity on the, the length of the COVID vaccine revenue stream before getting excited about it again at these levels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Sal, what are your thoughts? I mean, I think you're following J&J &J and Merck and Pharma overall. Um, the sector obviously has, as, um, as Vamil was just saying, because of COVID, right? Everybody rushed to do the boosters and get old, and I'm sorry, to get vaccines and now boosters. Tell me more about your thoughts on the sector. Um, yes, so um, essentially we have a strong buy on Pfizer and buy ratings on Merck and J&J. Uh, our overall outlook for the pharmaceutical sub-industry is uh, neutral because we see a mix of positive and negative factors. Uh, we think the progressive recovery that we saw since the third quarter of 2020 accelerated in the second quarter with increased COVID-19 vaccinations. And uh, pharmaceutical firms record a robust year-on-year -year sales and EPS growth in the second quarter of 2021. Uh, but we think this was largely due to favorable comparisons versus the weak performance we saw last year, as you may recall, from COVID-19 lockdowns and decreased hospital visits. So we think uh, this is all reversing right now. We expect to see an improved outlook in the second half of the year. However, uh, the spread of the Delta variant is creating new uncertainties about the trajectory of medical utilizations and elective recovery. So those are major risks that we see going forward. Right. So uh, you have a strong buy reading on Pfizer over mm -hmm. at CFRA, among others. You talked about, right, some good projections going forward, but there could be some hiccups along the way. Emil, getting back to Pfizer, um, one thing you mentioned in the conversation was patent expiration. And this is on some of the other drugs, and you're, you just want some clarity on what's in the pipeline. Which patents are due to expire, and how badly could Pfizer get hit? Because with a neutral rating and a price target was, which is at or near its current trade, it could make Pfizer shareholders a little nervous. Um, what are you watching as a pro? Yeah, so there's several products that they're going to lose patent protection on. If you think about Pfizer before the vaccine, there's about a $40 billion uh, company in terms of top-line sales. We estimate they're going to lose about 18 to $20 billion of sales starting in 2026 through the end of the decade. The big ones are products like Aliquis, which is a blood thinner uh, that, they, that they promote with Bristol-Myers. There's also Velgence, which is an important uh, immunology product. Ibrance, which is an important product for breast cancer. Uh, Xtandi, one for prostate cancer. These are all small molecules, so once they lose the patent, there's going to be generic alternatives available and the sales will go down very rapidly. So some of that is already factored into, I think, the consensus estimates. But again, if you're going from a 
sales base of $40 billion down to, say, $20, 25000000000 billion, you know, it's a real challenge for them to overcome. So the COVID vaccine may uh, support some of the loss. Maybe other vaccines, like they have one for RSV and other things that they're working on. But we do want to see a little bit more before we get comfortable that there's not going to be a massive decline in their sales over that sort of five, seven-year period. Uh, they also have time to do business development. I think that's a big question now with all the cash they're getting from the vaccine sales. Uh, can they buy some pipeline products or maybe other companies to help boost their pipeline? So, so we're sort of right. taking more of a wait-and-see look to see what they do uh, before getting excited again. Yeah, I think I think how you described it is pretty huge, right? Because we're talking about Apple, for example, maybe losing some revenue because of the Epic Games, you know, judgment and all that. But what seems to be lost may be a very small portion. But what you talk about in this in this patent expiration from blood thinners to immunology, prostate cancer, breast cancer, um, there is a lot in there. And as you said, I mean, it could it could see revenue cut 50 percent. If it, you know, I know they'll gain on COVID, but that's big. Um, Sel, let me ask you this: as we have the race for boosters, and Moderna, for example, is trying to make a booster combining, you know, COVID and flu, and then you have the others, uh, Moderna and others, trying to have vaccines for small children. Um, how important is this race? Can they all benefit? Uh, we think this is uh, going definitely to be a big opportunity. I mean, this is one of the reasons, actually, we have a strong buy on uh, Pfizer, because we think, uh, essentially, uh, the COVID-19 vaccine uh, as a catalyst is uh, obviously here to here, but also uh, beyond in 2022, because we, we think now with uh, the fast spread of the Delta variant, uh, we may the faster regulatory approval for the vaccine for younger children ages 5 to 11. And we think um, Pfizer is very well positioned uh, to be the first one to come to market. Uh, we think so essentially Moderna, but also Novavax are working on those combination vaccines. But uh, we, we, when we look at the timeline, uh, this is probably going to take longer, although the, those products are very exciting and promising. Uh, we right. think uh, Pfizer is in a really good position this year. We expect 90% year-on-year growth in top-line revenue. Obviously, a big portion is coming from the vaccine sales, but as the company is signing new contracts with new governments and we'll also see additional sales uh, from uh, children vaccines, uh, we might uh, see this uh, catalyst continuing into 2022.